0: Royal Ascot in association with Star Sports. Sign up to Star Sports using promo code BetBites, and on every race at Royal Ascot, you'll get up to £50 back as a free bet if your horse finishes second, beaten by half a length or less. Get pipped, get money back as a free bet with Star Sports and BetBites.
1: Welcome to the only Royal Ascot podcast that brings you hints, tips, insights and advice on every single race at the most valuable horse racing festival in the UK. This is Bet Bites Royal Ascot. Yes, welcome to Royal Ascot 2022, Bet Bites in association with our friends at Star Sports five bet bites podcast this week every single race dealt with in under 90 seconds to mark your card for every single day of the festival at royal ascot in this jubilee year of all years we've got luke elder from sky sports racing and andy Holding from oddschecker.com to look at every single race so let's cut the waffle and get on with things it's royal ascot bet bites in association with star sports this is bet bites royal ascot with star sports from Sky
2: Sports Racing, this is Luke Elder. The opening race on day three at Royal Ascot is the Norfolk Stakes, a uh, group at two, uh, four two-year-olds over five furlongs, where uh, Volbanker is likely going to be the market leader. I-, I must mention for Andy, this is his bet of the week. Obviously, he's not covering this race, but this is his bet of the week. And I understand why, as uh, well. Was uh, a winner last time around at uh, York. That was impressive. It was a small field contest, it must be said, but one by seven lengths and never really looked in too much doubt. Managed to make a a very nice debut behind Noble Style. Uh, That was a a very encouraging run. Noble Style, a horse that we're not going to see this week at at Royal Ascot, but is at least entered in uh, Group 2 and Group 1 company over in Ireland. But at the price, maybe a little bit too short. I think the filly is interesting in in Pillow Talk. Very interesting that they didn't go towards the the Queen Mary, but I guess dramatised won that Pillow Talk. May as well come here. It was an impressive winner last time around in the uh, the Marygate. This is going to be a little bit uh, tougher. I'm going to take a chance with Bakil, who is a horse who set a a really nice standard on debut. I I know beat Whistle and Flute who ran no sort of race whatsoever on day two, but Bakil did travel well throughout the race, was still a little little bit green. There were reports before the race that that he was green as well and maybe just needed the run. The fact that he managed to win that was no bad effort at all, so I'll take Andrew Balding's charge. I very much respect Volbank, who will likely be a shorter price for David Loch but Bakil the selection for me in the Norfolk.
0: Royal Ascot in association with Star Sports.
3: From OddsChecker.com, this is Andy Holding. Race two on day three of Royal Ascot 2022 is the King George handicap for three-year-olds. Lots of unexposed types, some uh, proven over the trip, some likely to take a big step forward for stepping up to uh, this new distance. Uh, makes it a very difficult race to get your head round. Uh, The one I've had on my mind for quite some time in this race is Dover Legend, ever since he won at uh, Windsor 52 days ago, and he's been saved for this race specifically ever since. Um, He wasn't particularly well fancied on his uh, first run for 150 days at uh, Windsor, um, but um, it didn't stop him winning in spectacular fashion. He was up against a t- couple of Godolphin horses, namely Cosmic Desert and Aerospace, both uh, coming there off the back of uh, either a win or a very good uh, run uh, beforehand and uh, the way this horse toyed with those two horses uh, in the closing stage suggests he's pretty useful. I think a mark of 89 is more than fair and it's interesting to see that uh, the fifth horse, Balanbar. Has gone on to boost the form subsequently, and of course he reposes James Ferguson's three-year-old um, on this occasion. But he has got to find 12 lengths, so I think the four pound that they've uh, got between them isn't probably a fair reflection of uh, Doville Legends' uh, superiority. He's got a reasonable draw, not a great draw, but a reasonable draw. I think the further out you are from the inside, rather the better here. But hopefully Danny Muscat can uh, negotiate a path around the ins- uh, around the inside to at least give himself half a chance down the straight. But he's a smooth traveller, so hopefully he can put him pretty much anywhere he wants. Favourable mentions to Post Impressionists, of course, had his second uh, place finish last time out, boosted uh, by uh, Edgar Elgar, uh, Elgaroff, in the um, the Queen's Vars uh, yesterday. And uh, we've also got to factor in, of course, uh, I know Brian's runner, because he's got a fantastic record in the race, at uh, Newfoundland. But uh, for me, it's Dover legend. A nice price as well, around about 14 to 1. Get the top hat and tails ready. It's Bed
0: Bites Royal Ascot, in association with Star Sports.
2: Well, race set three on day at three of Royal Ascot is the Ribblesdale Stakes. That's a mile and a half fillies uh, contest confined uh, to three-year-old fillies. A smaller field this time around, and not something we're used to seeing in the Ribblesdale, but still a classy field all the same. A magical lagoon will likely be one of the... uh, the more fancied runners in the market alongside Sea Silk Road and both of them have their chances. Sea Silk Road managed to win the Height of Fashion last time around at Goodwood. That was a very good effort beating Eternal Pearl and uh, was, I thought, well on top of the line and same goes for Magical Lagoon. Did finish second last time around but had some really good form as a uh, two-year-old last year behind the likes of uh, Spiral, who uh, we had confirmed uh, yesterday that we're going to get to see uh, this uh, week. So that sort of form line is, is interesting but I love Muka Damar. I think she's a really attractive looking individual. Three rides for Jim Crowley uh, today and all three of them have very solid chances but was third behind Nashua last time around. uh, Was staying on late on in the piece. Stay Alert was back in second place. Obviously Stay Alert has gone on to win a uh, listed race at Newbury uh, since then and uh, Nashua will be going on to bigger and better things. Did manage to finish uh, third in the Oaks. I think that's very solid form. Muka Damar is capable of better as well she's a a huge fully by new approach uh, i think anything around sort of seven to one will be very very interesting for roger varian and jim crowley so muka Demar to take out the ribblesdale plenty of top tips
0: and absolutely no waffle this is bed bites royal
3: ascot Race four on day three of Royal Ascot and it's the big one of the week. Certainly the most prestigious. It is the Gold Cup, um, over two and a half miles. And uh, we've got the champion uh, Stradivarius, uh, or previous champion Stradivarius, strutting his stuff uh, yet again. He's got his favoured fast ground, and he's sure to have a whole legion of supporters willing him home. And to be fair, he comes in in really good order. He won, um, as he always does, the Yorkshire Cup first time out, and that uh, tees him up nicely for another tilt at this prize. Uh, Frankie knows him really well and uh, he's sure to run his race but he up, he's up against a formidable opponent at uh, this time in the shape of uh, Kiprios who won the 2 uh, preeminent Irish trials namely the Savile Beg, uh, uh, sorry the uh, vintage crop and the Savile Beg on his last two starts. Um, Latterly, 34 days ago very very impressive at Leopardstown quickening right away not from a great field, but it was just the time figure he did and the manner in which um, he uh, covered that last three furlongs which suggests to me he's uh staying right out of the top draw the only negative i could see is that on the two occasions that he has come over to these shores he's ran a little bit below par Now whether he just wasn't quite mature enough to handle that uh, in his um, formative years is obviously the the only issue um but um, he certainly matured uh, of late anyway on the evidence of his last two runs so he's a worthy favorite as far as i can see and should take all the beating one at a bigger price as well, Burning Victory, for those of you that like to play at 20 to one or over. She's a very talented mare, this. More renowned for her, her work um, in the national Hunt sphere, but she was second in a stellar renewal of the Cesaro, which the last time we saw her on the level. And the time figure of that race gives her a bit of a chance, whether she's quite good enough to obviously beat Stradivarius and, um, uh, Kiprios is having to question but uh, either way at uh, 20 to 1 um, she's probably worth a daft few quid so Kiprios the one to be but burning victory could certainly give you a run for your money for
1: advice and support to stay in control of your gambling visit BeGambleAware.org
2: Normally I would tell someone that if one of their better bets came in something like the Britannia uh, for the week then they might be a little bit silly but my name's Luke Elder, one of my better bets this week comes in the Britannia in the form of Wennese, who the night before as I'm recording this is being really well supported was fourteens earlier on in the day, is generally around sort of a seven to one chance now, but I can understand why. He looked a very, very well handicapped horse when winning the Isha Cup at Sandown. I mentioned earlier on when previewing the Ribblesdale that Jim Crowley could be set for a good day. This is another one for Jim Crowley. I do think Wannis is very, very well treated off a mark of 91. I'd be stunned if he's not getting involved. Obviously, extra places out there do try and take advantage, but he's Wines- Came from the back at Sandown last time around in the Isha Cup was about the only horse on the day to make up any sort of ground whatsoever. I still think there's a lot more to come, potentially when he's could well be a group horse, and generally if you you have to win a Britannia, a group horse is exactly what you need. So I'm aware that this is a, at the moment, 30 runner contest, and I'm only talking about one horse, but I really do like Winiz. I think he could be a very, very useful horse indeed. Bolt hole, if you want something at a massive price, Bolt hole after the way he won it at Newmarket might be interesting. Obviously, Defrocked uh, won this race in these colours a few years ago before going off to Hong Kong, but Winiz is, is very much one that I'm pinning my hopes set to, and hopefully will remain a bit of an each way price. So, Winiz for me in the Britannia.
3: Sixth race on the card on day three at Royal Ascot. He's probably the most uncompetitive race of the entire week, other than by race, of course. Um, it's quite a disappointing turnout for this Hampton Court Stakes. Uh, not, of course, if you're the Queen, uh, or John and Thady Gozan or Frankie de Touri either, because they'll be desperate for a winner. And they look as though they've got the candidate uh, to fit the bill this year in the shape of reach for the Moon, who, of course, uh, finished second to Mike Prospero, who went on to run a mighty race in the St. James's Palace Stakes. So that form has been boosted. And according to all reports, he, he was entitled to need the run uh, that evening at Sandown as well. Frankie didn't uh, knock him about. Of course, he, he had a well-documented setback and he'd been off the track for 250 days, so he was entitled to get a little bit tired in the latter stages. Being by see the stars out of a Golden Stream, um, out of Golden Stream, uh, which is um, a Sadler's Wells bloodline, he should really uh, relish and appreciate the step up to a mile and a quarter. In fact, looking at him, uh, um, you were surprised that John and Thady Gosden didn't start him up over that distance first and foremost. He should even get a mile and a half further down the line. So this should really be quite a straightforward task uh, for Reach for the Moon, particularly uh, with the greatest respect to the other five, as though he's not facing a stellar field. If you're looking for a bet without the favourite, just to spice things up a bit, maybe King Max might fit the bill. Um, He's run a couple of reasonably good races against some stellar um, three-year-olds. Uh, in his own right so far this season. Of course, native trial first time out in the Craven and then and he got beat eight lengths by Derby winner uh, Desert Crown in the Dante last time out. So he's been cutting his cloth against some very good opposition and running respectively. Respectably enough anyway uh, to maybe finish uh, second to Reach for the Moon if re- reproducing his uh, form already this season. So that's the only av- uh, better value I could see in the 5.35. But other than that, expect Reach for the Moon to give the Queen another winner. This is Bed Bites
0: Royal Ascot with Star Sports.
2: Well the final race uh, on day three of Royal Ascot is the Buckingham Palace Stakes, a seven furlong handicap, a race that was taken out of the Royal Ascot schedule uh, not too long ago but it's been reinstated as of uh, more recent years and I think for the better as well it helps out the Hunt Cup in horses uh, getting into that, it helps out the Wokingham as well and also we've got a seven furlong specialist race for the uh, seasoned handicappers and I think Montasib he's not quite a seasoned handicapper but he won very impressively on handicap debut last time around, is uh, still unbeaten at three from three. It was on soft ground last time around but I honestly don't think ground makes any sort of difference to to him. He's one on uh, a synthetic surface good to firm and soft so far in those three efforts i thought at the time of him winning at goodwood he, he might well go up uh, even more in the uh, the weights than the 10 pounds that he was uh, risen but a mark of 97 i do think this is very much a group horse in a handicap you do need that to, to win a buckingham palace especially if you are an experienced and a four-year-old much like montasiv but he's the one that absolutely leaps off the page uh, to me if you want one at a, a bit more of a price, uh, I, I wouldn't look that far personally. I think Montassib is is very interesting, but Udalalli is is of interest at, at a bigger price for Andrew Balding, uh, was second behind Escobar last time around. Escobar ran okay uh, today in the uh, the Royal Hunt Cup, but I do think potentially there might be a bit more from Udalalli, who did travel through that race uh, at uh, York pretty nicely last time around, uh, a little tired in the closing stages, but... I do think the William Carver taking three off is of interest. But like I say, Montasib will be at the head of the market, but I think could be a very, very well handicapped sword. Best of luck on day three at Royal Ascot. Hopefully we get a a winner or two together.
1: And so ends our preview of day 3 of Royal Ascot 2022. My thanks to Andy Holding and to Luke Elder once again for going through the card. They will be back for day 4 and day 5. These five-day festivals will never catch on. As ever, please gamble responsibly. BeGambleAware.org is the site to go for more information on that. Huge thanks once again to our sponsor Star sports. Sign up for a new account with the code BETBITES. This is a sports betting media production. We're back for day 4.
0: Bites Royal Ascot in association with Star Sports. Sign up to Star Sports using promo code BETBITES and on every race at Royal Ascot you'll get up to £50 back as a free bet if your horse finishes second beaten by half a length or less. Get pipped, get money back as a free bet with
3: Star Sports and Bites.